I want to caution the people of Yah and unction you to be alert and mindful of the people that try to scam you out of money. And they come to you in the name of helping the poor. Keep in mind that many of these people are people that have cursed the Most High. When things are well with them, they curse the Most High. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the Bible. They trash the preachers. They talk down on Christians. They call it a fairy tale book. But in the time of crisis, they are some of the first to come with their hands out telling you how you should help the poor. Now, the last video I did, I had a comment on that video, which I end up deleting his comments. And the reason I deleted those comments was because he turned out to be a troll to me. Now, if he was sincere in his quest for information or knowledge, I would have helped him. I would have given him some type of insight. But instead, when I asked him to produce a scripture on what he said, he then turned and said, and you must be liking your own comments. Now, he said that because apparently somebody clicked like on my response to him and he felt some kind of way. And then he alleged to the fact that I clicked my own videos. I like my own comments, which is something I don't do. That's very childish and minute. So when I saw the direction he was going, I just deleted the whole thread. But this is what he said in response to the last video I did, especially when I spoke on people trying to hustle you in this time of crisis. He says, God said, be ready to share, but I sense you are not the sharing type. Now, my response to him was, what scripture is that and where God said to share? And then he comes back and says, it means that when we can give someone whose car is broke down or who doesn't own a car, a ride to church. It means that God has entrusted to us resources that others don't have. And he goes on with that. Now, I'm aware that in the scripture, it talks about helping the poor. And it talks about how Jesus fed um, the people that were following him. Okay. But you have to keep that in context. You have to look at what was happening at that time, who it was happening to or for, and so on and so forth. So I want to title this, Did God Not Say? And it's demon talk. Demon talk, did God not say? Now, if you look in the scriptures, there's many cases where the devil came to the people of Yah, or even to Yeshua. And the first thing they came with was, did not God say? And then they want to try to rattle off scriptures to you. 
See, that within itself, in my opinion, is a form of witchcraft. Because, see, now you're trying to use the scriptures to gain for yourself. You want things to go your way, so you manipulate the scriptures or you would manipulate the minds of the people that you're trying to deceive into going in your direction. And sadly, most Christians will fall for that trick. They will fall for that trip thinking that they are helping the poor. They think that they are doing God a service in helping the poor because someone came to them and says, did not God say? Now, in the example he gave, why would I give someone a ride to church? Number one, if I don't know them. In this day and time that we live in, it's easy for someone to get in your car dirty, even if they're going to church. There are people that were known to go to church with drugs on them or with illegal firearms on them. And me being the holy roller, the naive holy roller, thinking I'm doing God a service, says, yes, come on, I'll give you a ride to church, brother or sister. And then I happen to get pulled over and this person now plants drugs or illegal firearms in my car. So whose fault would that be? And the same person that I tried to help now turns and lies and said, that's not mine. And guess who's going to take the fall? You, because it's your vehicle. That person can deny everything. I was just getting the ride. I don't know nothing about that. So you have to be very cautious and wise on who you allow in your car, in your house, especially with these people that always want to help the poor. And Yeshua said the poor you're going to always have with you. The poor is going to always be here and there's programs that's set up for the poor. That's coming out of your tax dollars. So yes, you are still helping the poor with your taxes. Now there are people that play both sides of the of the spiritual spectrum. One minute they cursing God, and then when they fall into hard times, now they come with God says, or did not God say? expecting you to help them now with your godly blessings that they've been cursing most of the time before they didn't want to hear the word of God before it was a fairy tale book so now those same people that curse the most high that curse the bible that now say they're satanists or luciferians or witches or warlocks or whatever they call themselves, now that they're in a time of crisis, now they come to you and say, did not God say? That's demon talk. That's them trying to steer the direction and the results of taking advantage of your ignorance. You not knowing who you are. 
Yeshua says you err by not knowing the power of God. You err by not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You err by not knowing the scriptures, nor the power thereof. I hadn't read that in a while. So I want to uh, share a scripture with you, though. And the example I'm going to give was the Canaanite woman that was in Israel. And this is what I mean by you have to be aware or have to know of what's going on, who they're talking to, because the Bible may read one thing, talk about give to the poor or your enemies, and you would take that like, oh, I could just help anybody, because believe it or not, you have certain people that's cursed. They have curses on them. You ever see situations where you'd have a woman that is doing quite well for herself. She's got a nice job, a decent job. She's got a business. She's got a bank account. She has her own home. Her, her cabinets are full with food. She's got her own vehicle. And then she meets a guy. And then she tries to help this guy because he comes to her and say, I'm having hard times. I lost my job. I'm going through this. I need help. And so she decides to try to help this guy. And this time she, in many cases, she even allowed him to live with her. So now he's in her house, not working, not contributing, just playing the role. He's driving her car. Now her car that never had problems are starting to start making noise. It's always on E. The muffler is gone. Or it may need new tires. And her bank account is steady dwindling, going down. Her food cabinet is starting to dwindle. Her appearance, she don't keep her, her appearance as she used to. So now, what at one time was a blessing to her, now seems to be a curse. Because... The curses that he had upon him, that energy he now brings to her. And because he his, his energy or his spirit of negativity is much stronger, it pulls her down. So sometimes it's wise not to just bring anybody into your circle or into your life because their curses can rub off on you. If you are not strong enough. And there are cases that somebody that's cursed may come into someone that's blessed. And because they're around that person, they could be blessed. So it can work both ways. So here's a situation with a Canaanite woman. And it starts at Mark, the seventh chapter, and reading from the 24th to the 30th verse. And it reads as follows. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is miserably possessed by a demon. 
But Jesus did not answer a word. Look at the reaction of Jesus, the, the Israelite, towards this Canaanite woman. This woman that was not an Israelite. She came to him for help. And he ignored her. So his disciples came and urged him. Send her away. For she keeps crying out after us. He answered. I was sent only. To the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. Keep in mind. He did not come for everybody. He said in his own words, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. But Jesus replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Look at the reaction of Jesus toward this woman that was practically begging him for help. Now keep in mind, he was preaching the kingdom of God. He was preaching the love of God. Love your neighbors as you will love yourself. But then he took a different attitude towards this Canaanite woman. He ignored her and then he let her know, I'm not sent to you. I'm only sent to my people. And then he says, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. Now look at the reaction of this woman. And this is what gained his attention. She said, yes, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She humbled herself. And in many cases, people in this day and time refuse to humble themselves. They're too arrogant. They have a game or a hustle. So they come with satanic energy. This woman came and she was sincere. She dropped her pride. And she knelt before him. And begged him. And even referred to herself. As a dog. Begging. For the crumbs. That fall from the master's table. And Jesus reaction was. Oh woman. Your faith. Is great. Let it be done for you as you desire. So her faith is what made her whole. He did not give it to her. Her faith gave her that. Because of her energy, because of how she came. But this day and time, people come with game. They come with hustle. Their motive and intention is not real. And her daughter, it says, O woman, Jesus answered, your faith is great. 
let it be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now it goes into him feeding the, the 4,000. And these people, and also, I'm not going to get into that, but if you think of when he fed the 4,000, he was feeding people that followed him. These are people that followed him. These are people that listened to him, that listened to his message. And he saw that they were starting to grow weary and tired. And many of them probably was falling out. And when he saw them, he said, I have compassion for this crowd. Because they have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may faint along the way. And then the disciples replied, where in this desolate place can we find enough bread to feed such a large crowd? And then Yeshua asked, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And a few small fish. He instructed the crowd to sit down on the ground, taking the seven loaves and the fish. He thanked and gave, back up, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. A total of 4,000 men were fed in addition to women and children. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. So when you come to me with about how Jesus said to get the poor. Keep that in context. Keep that a context. And see, that's why I say many of the most highest people, you have to be wise. You can't just fall for every scheme that people come with. And I say, keep in mind, these are people that would normally curse the most high. They don't care nothing about God. They don't care nothing about your Bible. I would tell them, why aren't you calling upon your gods? If you have spirit guides and, and you're into your Torah cards and you're doing all this other stuff, that's an abomination. And now that we're in a time of crisis, you call upon God and you come to the church and then you want to say how the church is supposed to be helping people. No, the church is not supposed to be helping you. There's social programs set up to help you. That's why you pay your tax dollars. The government is supposed to help you because that's who you trust in. That's who you rely upon. So call upon them to help you. Why come to the church for help? And once you get that food, you're going on about your business. That's like people standing in these food lines of these churches and they get that food and either go sell it for drugs 
or they take it back to their drug-infested homes. Or they may have prostitution going on in their homes. But then if the preacher say, come and hear the message, oh, I don't have time, Reverend. I'm a Muslim. I don't believe in that. See, so you just can't help everybody that comes to you and say, help me. And like I mentioned in that last video, if you've been protesting and fighting for gun control, take prayer out of schools, you fighting for the LGBT cause against the church and you suing preachers and pastors because they failed to do um, gay marriages. And now you want to come to the same people that you cursed and you claim you don't believe in. And now you expect the church should be doing this and the church should be doing that. The church is supposed to be helping the poor. Well, what about those other times? And even people that's against gun, that's, a, that's for gun control. Why would you come to me for ammunition or even protection if you've been protesting against that very cause? Why should my legally owned firearm protect you and you don't agree with it? You felt I should not have this. You don't feel firearms should be in the home. So now we're living in times where the law enforcement is told not to arrest people when your home is broken into. So now your home is broken into and you have no one to protect you, not even the law enforcement. But for those of us who are the children of the Most High, the word, the Most High's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. In other words, it guides and directs us. It does not direct us into foolishness. You don't be nobody's fool. So if you have these people that don't trust and believe in God, why would you help them in their sufferings? They are suffering for a reason. It's like if I'm working and you working and we both make the same money or you may make a little more than me, you squander your money on weave, wigs, club, you know, cars, you know, whatever you guys buy, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, you, you popping your bottles, you showing your bottles on, on Facebook. And now we're in a time of crisis and you don't have no toilet paper. You don't have no bread in your house. You're now struggling and crying upon the system to help you. When you should have been preparing all along, but yet people that prepared, you call them conspiracy theorists. You laughed and mocked at them and scorned at them. So that kind of reminds me of Elijah when he was battling with the prophets of Baal. And he let Baal call out to their God to see who was the greatest. And when Baal refused to answer, this is the response of Elijah. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy 
or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. Well, that's how I see these people that curse the Most High, that curse the Bible, and they may be poor. But you got to realize that when Yeshua came, he came for his people. He came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He told you who he was coming for. This woman just happened to have faith in him. And he says, be that unto you as you say. So she, her faith blessed her. But we have people that come to us that don't have faith at all. And they think the people of Yah are suckers. No, we're not suckers. You just can't come and use us for our goods. You want our blessings, but yet you mock and scoff at the very God that provided those blessings to us. How does that look? So, when I hear people say, did God not say? To me, that's demon talk. That's a demon talk. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness by the devil, when the devil came to him, the devil said, did not God say? And he came with scripture. Has not God said this? Has not God said that? In other words, where is God now? So when I hear that, my discernment automatically picks up that this is a demon talking to me. Not saying that individual person is the demon, but the spirit that's controlling that person. The demon that is speaking through that person is the one I hear. So beware of that. Beware of that. Let your word be a, be, be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path to guide you right and not guide you into ignorance. The word of God will not guide you into ignorance. And you're going to have a lot of people now crying out saying, where's your God? Why is he helping us? Because like, the, like, the, like when he fed the multitude of people, he fed the people that were following him. People that listened to what he had to say. Those were the ones he was concerned about. And guess what? They were Israelites. They weren't just any people following him. These are Israelites that followed him. And he made sure that they were fed and taken care of. So feedback. Tell me what you think. Subscribe. Share this video. Until next time. It's tight, but it's right.